grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today is from Matthew chapter 11. Jesus says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violence take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears, let him hear. Dear friends in Christ, have you ever met someone in this life that life is never that good for them, or things are never quite right for that person? For example, in the summer they complain about the heat, in the winter they complain about the cold, spring is too wet, and fall is too windy. They comment on every driver on the road being either too fast or too slow. Restaurant servers are too slow or they bug them too much, asking them, how are the first few bites? They comment about the road being in total disrepair and almost not drivable, but in the next breath they curse the construction workers for slowing down their commute. They want a break from work, but when they go on vacation they can't stop talking about all the things that have gone wrong in regards to the hotel, the food, the drive, or the flight. Kids can be like that. When they get their food, they say it's too cold. And when you heat it up and give it back to them, they say, now it's too hot. We can be like that with God. When things are tough, we can't address God enough about how our lives are broken, our bodies hurt, our heart is sad, or we are in trouble. But when things are good, we ignore Him. We take His grace for granted. We put God and His word and prayer and worship on the back burner and are irritated by that pesky command, love your neighbor as yourself. To a greater degree, the Western world and Canada has done this as well. We have expelled God from schools, courts, institutions of this country that used to be God-centered. We have kicked him out of marriages, families, music, culture, and even politics. The psalmist warns us what happens to those nations that forget God. The psalmist says, the wicked shall be turned into hell and also also the nations that forget God as well. People will push God out of all manner of things. And then, when school shootings happen, when wars rage, when dictators starve their people, when human life is considered expendable, when violence fills the streets and the love for one's neighbor has grown cold, the question is always asked, where is God? If God is real, how come he allows all this to happen? And when things are good, man is exalted, technology and advancement are praised, and God is ignored and removed. Can God really be ignored? Can he really be removed? I mean, he is God after all. He's omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient. Can he be pushed out of culture and politics, education and institutions? Yes, as the lesson for us says today, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent, they take it by force. God's truths and the bearers of those truths have suffered violence because they bear those truths. Jesus says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and those who were sent to you, how I long to gather you as children together, as a hen gathers chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. God's church, God's people have been pushed around, beaten up, 
knocked down, and put in the ground by those who oppose him from the time of the Old Testament until now. Why doesn't God just push back? He is God, after all. He did once. It was called the flood. And every man, woman, and child was destroyed except Noah and his family. And when that pushback ended, God said, I will never again curse the ground because of man, even though the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither neither will I ever again strike down every living creature as I have done. God does not push back. Because as Jesus says to Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now my kingdom is from another place. God doesn't go toe-to-toe with violent people who would remove him from worldly institutions. He does not fight with spear and bow, but with love and with words. He who has ears, let him hear. In the gospel lesson for today, Jesus says, from the days of John the Baptist until this day, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence. John the Baptist came and prepared the way of the Lord by calling people to account for sin, saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John spoke God's law, and he was killed for it. And John spoke God's good news, pointing to Jesus, saying, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And he was killed for it. You see, people don't want God. He is either too just for people, asking that we love him and our neighbor, neither of which we do, or he is too merciful for people. I have told people the truth of Christ, that he came and took on human flesh to die for the sins of the world, one person for all people, one time for all time. And often the response I get is, yeah, but now what do I have to do? Nothing, I say, nothing. No, they say, that's not right. It's too easy. The God that people are looking for is a God just like them, fickle. Like a child whose meal is too hot or too cold, God is too much of everything that people don't want. He is just, and he is merciful. Jesus says in the gospel lesson for today, but to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to their playmates. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge for you, and you did not mourn. John the Baptist and all the prophets before him called out to their kinsmen a story of life and death, a song of the grave and the one who would overcome it. And no one listened. No one listened because they were too busy with their own lives, their own stuff, looking for a God of their own choosing and their own creation, and they missed the point that those same violent men who killed the prophets and stoned the preachers killed the very Son of God. And that is how God won. Not by pushing back, but by dying. That hardly seems like a winning move, does it? But God is a God that so loved this world. He so loved you that he sent his son who took on flesh to live a life that we could not live and to die a death that we deserved to give us the forgiveness of sins. There are many gods in this world. False gods and fake gods who demand that you die for them or wage war for them. 
There are dead gods who call out from the grave, live like me. Or even the God of ourselves that says, live however you want. But all of those gods lead to the grave. And that is not the God that you want or the God that you are looking for. On Easter morning, the women went to the tomb of Jesus looking for a dead man, a dead leader, a corpse of one who claimed he was God. The angel meets them at the tomb and says, well, the God that you are looking for, he is not here, for he has risen as he said he would. Come and see the place where he lay, then go quickly and tell the disciples that he has risen from the dead. Dear friends, that is the God that you are looking for. One who rose from the dead and paid for your sins to give you forgiveness and life everlasting. If you are looking for him, search no further, for he is here today. In the waters of your baptism, he was present to call you to be his own dear child, giving you forgiveness and life and salvation. Jesus is here in, with, and under the bread and wine with his very own body and blood to give you forgiveness of sins and the strengthening of your faith unto life everlasting. Jesus is the one true living God, and he is here in his word once again to say, I love you. I died for you. I rose for you. And soon, very soon, I will come for you to bring you home. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com Call us at 780-430-7382 or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.